All right. Uh, let's take our Bibles to the book of Psalm 138. The book of Psalm 138. Now there is something like, I just feel like sharing with us about God that uh, many people do not understand or know today. Psalm 138. And I'm going to start reading from verses 1 to 8. Psalm 138, verses 1 to 8. I read. The Bible says, I will praise thee with my whole heart. Before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy mount, only temple, and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above thy name, all thy name. In the day when I cried thou, answered me, and strengthened me with strength in my soul. All the, king, all the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, when they shall hear the words of thy mouth. Yea, they shall sing in the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. Though the Lord be high, yet hath he respect unto the lowly. But the proud he knoweth are far off. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of my enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. Look at verse 8. The Lord we perfect. Thou which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thy own hands. And I want you to turn a little back to Psalm 48. I want us to see something there is to Psalm 48. Uh, we're going to spend time in the book of Psalm. I just want to explain some things to us in this passage of the scripture uh, that will really help us to understand who the Lord is. Psalm 48, look at verse 14. Uh, Psalm 48, verse 14. The Bible says, For this God is our God forever and ever, and it will be our guide even unto death. Amen? I want to talk about something about our God. You know, if you notice what David says in the book of Psalm 138, verse 1. He said, I will praise thee with my own heart. Before God's will I sing unto thee. You know, you, you look at the life of David as a man. He, he, he knew the true God. And he said, I want to show that the girls of this world, they are nothing. They have mouth, but they cannot speak. They have legs, but they cannot walk. They have ears, but they cannot hear. Now, the, the people that made them, they are like unto them. And David said that, I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to praise my God with my whole heart. 
before girls, before the girls, before the ones that have mouths that they cannot speak, and I'm going to exalt the name of my God. You know, it, it, it has to come, I mean, the person that will say something like that has to be someone who has experienced the power of God upon his life. The person that has already, he, he knows who God is. David made it, know, made it unknown who is worshipping and who is praising. He made it known unto us who is worshipping. You know what he says, he say, in verse, I mean, Psalm 48, verse 11, I mean, 14. Say, for this is our God. Only Allah one near ye. Say, and for this God is our God. You know, I'm glad that we have God that we can delight in, our God. Say, the God that we're talking about is not other people's God. It's my God. You know, a lot of times people do not understand the God that we are serving. But the, the book of Psalms made it clear unto us that this God that I'm talking about, that David is talking about, is not only the God of, it, of David, it's my own God too. Say, for this God is my God. So you can delight in the fact that God is your God. And that is what the Bible says, delight thyself also in the Lord. And he shall give thee the desire of thine heart. So I have God that I can delight in. And that is why when you stand before God and you want to make your request known unto God, you are not just standing before ordinary man that does not know what you are going through. You are standing before the king of kings, the person who made you, who knows what you are going through, and he wants to be in fellowship and communion with you. So he is our God. And we can delight in him. And look at what the Bible says. And you know one thing I like about this say We can also depend on him. You know what the Bible says in Psalm 48? Look at verse 14. It says, for this is our God. Forever and ever. You know, you know what that means? It will never change. Amen? Even though the gods of this world, you know, it comes to a point that what they used to make them will fade away. But in Yosha. But our God, the Bible tells us that is from everlasting to everlasting. He said, forever and ever, He is our God. That is to say, you can depend on Him. Amen? Amen. You know, it's a God that you can depend on. You know, the gods of this world, they change every day. They change their look every day. They change their clothes every day. You know, my God does not need to change clothes. He does not need to change clothes. The Bible says, He is always there and He will always be there because He is always forever. So He is our God ever, forever and ever. He has everlasting possession. And everything is through Him. So you can depend on Him. You know, sometimes we look at our friends, ah, you know the reason why we say that? Because the person, they change every time. They go to this direction today and they move to another direction tomorrow. And that kind of person, they will call that person chameleon. You can't even know where it's going. But God is not chameleon in his attitude. You know, you will know where God is going. You will know his direction. You will know what he can do and what he cannot do. So we can depend on him as our God. For he is our God, we can depend on him. And look at what the Bible says. Even unto death, 
Amen? See, it's not only our God when we are alive. Amen? It's not only our God when we have been. It's not only our God when we are sick. It's not only our God when we have money. It's not only our God when things are going right with you. But the Bible tells us that He is our God even unto death. But you know what the Bible says? The Bible tells us that He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. Now, the Bible tells us that when we leave this place, it's not only going to be your God, but it will always be your God forever and ever and ever, even unto death. Then we can die with Him. We can delight in Him. We can depend on Him. We can die with Him, even unto death. It will always be our God. So, because of our God, let me tell you something. There are some things that we need to know. Because He is our God, His throne is approachable. Amen? It's not the kind of God that you have to bribe your way through one man. The Bible says, He is going to be the one yesterday, today, and forever. And the Bible says, we do not have the high priest that cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. So, Jesus Christ is our high priest. He is our God. His throne is approachable. Look at Psalm 138. Take your Bibles to Psalm 138. I want to see, I want you to see verse 2. Psalm 138 verse 2. Look at what the Bible says. The psalmist said, because He is our God. His throne is approachable. You can approach him. It's not, it's not like other people that you cannot approach. It's not like some people that you have to send someone to appease their wrath before you stand before them and pray or seek for anything. But it's true. Look at verse 2. Say, I will worship toward thy holy temple. It's approachable. His throne is approachable. So every one of us, we need to understand the kind of person that we are dealing with. If it is your God, you can approach his throne at any time, anywhere, any moment. You know, a lot of times we think God is, I mean, we, we need to search God in a different location. A lot of times people will say, you know, I'm going to this mountain in order for me to seek God. I'm going to this mountain in order for me to, I mean, to, to seek the face of God. Let me tell you tonight, there is no need for you to go to any mountain in order for you to seek the face of God. Because everywhere His throne is approachable. You can approach Him anywhere. Even when you are in toilets. You can approach Him. Even when you are eating, you can approach it. Even when you want to sleep, you can approach it. Even when you are inside water, you can approach it. There is no place where you cannot approach God because His throne is approachable. We can go. The Bible says, enter into His, into his court, enter into His gate with thanksgiving and into His court with praises. Be thankful unto Him and bless His holy name. You know why? We can the reason why we can enter into his throne is because his throne is always approachable. So we should take the opportunity that we have. We should take the opportunity that we have as children of God to approach the throne of God. We can approach his throne. Alone could be not so you to the point that you cannot look in his eyes. It's not someone that you cannot talk to. He understands your pain. He knows what you are going through. He knows what you are feeling. 
The Bible tells us that he is our high priest. So we can always go to him at any time. So don't let anyone talk you down that you cannot approach God, that they have to approach God on your behalf. No. No. You have access to God just like every other pastors, they have access to God. So I'm telling you tonight, the more you draw closer to you, I mean to God, the more God, God gets closer to you. You know the reason why we have problem in Christianity is because we do not have men seeking God. We do not have men seeking God with sincerity of heart. See, if you seek me, you will find me. The problem we have today is because we are not seeking the Lord. We are seeking money. Now, if we give the same passion we give to money making, our nation would have become a better place. Our home would have become a better place. Our children would have become better children. But we do not seek God the way we seek the things of this world. His throne is approachable. You know the reason, the, the, the reason behind the, the, the life of David, the, the success. The reason behind the success of David is because David knew God. And that is why anytime he goes to God, he always gets things from God. You know the reason why we go to pastors to pray for us? Because we are so lazy ourselves. To spend time with God. You know, pastor, I mean, he did not, I mean, he, I mean he, he had to pay the price for him to get to know God. For him to get to spend time with God. He had to pay the price. So now, we as children of God, the same thing that he paid for, we need to understand we must be willing to pay for it. Because his throne is approachable, his attention is gained. Look at verse 3. Because his throne is, I mean, is approachable, his attention is gained. Look at it, what the Bible says. Say, In the day when I cry, thou answerest me. Amen? In the day when I cry, because his throne is approachable, the attention is gained. You gain God's attention. Say, when I speak unto thy holy temple, when I worship unto thy holy temple, I praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. Let me tell you something. That day when I cry, thou answerest me. Let me tell you something. If you pray, the attention of God is gained. God is moved when we spend time with him. His attention is gained. And his attendance is guaranteed. That is why God wants every one of us as children of God to spend time with him. What time are you spending with God, Christian? What is the time that you're spending with God? Are you spending a quality time with God? Do you spend time with God this week? Or you are so busy chasing so many other things? You know, sometimes in our Christian life, we are so busy about so many things that we ignore God. We ignore God. We put God aside. And at night when we want to pray, you know what we do? We start dosing. Oh, I want to pray. You know, I want to pray. You didn't pray in the morning. You didn't read your Bible in the morning. Say, I will do it at night when I want to sleep. But because you are too tired, 
Because of the tiredness. The moment you put your Bible and you started reading your Bible, because we slept off. And we do that every day, over and over and over again. And we begin to wonder, God, I think I'm moving away from you. I'm moving far away from you. Because we are not approaching his throne. The, the moment you are ignoring the throne of God, the moment you will not feel the presence of God. The moment you are ignoring the throne of God, the moment you will not feel the presence of God in your life, the power of God upon your life, and His mighty hands working in your life. Let me tell you something. You know how far in your heart that you have gone away from God. You know, you can be in church. You can be in the house of God. You can come to church listening to the message. But what about your close intimacy with God? Do you have close intimacy with God? That is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about you coming to church. I'm talking about you building that relationship Close intimacy with God yourself. That you know God. You know God intimately. Because his throne is approachable, his attention is gained, his attendance is guaranteed. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, the Bible says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace. Amen? Let us come what? Boldly to the throne of grace. You know, how do you approach God? Boldly, or you don't even approach his throne anymore. Or you don't even approach his throne. His throne is approachable. Number two, his truth is acceptable. His truth is acceptable. Look at verse two of Psalm 138. The Bible says, I will embrace thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. His truth is acceptable. A lot of people, we are moving away from the truth of God's word. You know what the Bible says in Psalm, I mean, in John chapter 17, verse 17. The Bible says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So, God's truth is acceptable. A lot of people today, they are moving away from the truth of God's word. And let me tell you something. Everything that the Bible says in his word is always true. Amen? Amen. You can trust this book. You can trust the word of God. His truth is acceptable. You know, many people may not want to accept the truth of God's word today. Many people may be moving away from the truth of God's word today. Many people will tell you that, you know, it's old school. It's old fashioned. You know, in our world today, we have a way of doing it. But let me tell you something. Forever and ever, that this word has been settled in heaven. You know what God says? I have magnified my word. I have magnified my word above my name. So the truth of God's word is always, always, and it will always be acceptable. Even though this word is moving away from the truth of God's word. You know, they are changing everything about God. You can believe what he says in his word. You know, someone said is that we have over 6,000 promises in the Bible. Amen? That God says, if you do this, I'm going to do this. If you do this, I'm going to do this. God is promising you over 6,000 promises of God in the word of God that you and I, we can go with him to his throne. With this truth, and you can believe what he says. 
can believe his truth and we can go to his throne with his truth and approach him with the truth of God's word. When you go before God, do you have the truth of God's word with you? When you go to his throne, do you have his truth to approach him? What truth of God do you know? What are the promises of God that you know when you go to your prayer? When you stand before God and you want to see God's face, do you know anything? Do you know any promises of God? Are you willing to say, God, these are your promises and I'm trusting you because your word says so. I'm trusting you. So it's truth, is acceptable. You can believe it. Look at what the Bible says in Psalm 119. Take your Bibles to Psalm 119. Look at verse 129. Psalm 119, verse 129 and 130. Psalm 119. Psalm 119, verse 129 and 130. The Bible says, Thy testimonies are wonderful, therefore doth my soul keep them. This is talking about the word of God. The truth is the word of God. The truth is the word. So God is saying that I'm going to change your life through my truth. Now, if you believe the truth of God's word, the truth of God's word is going to change your life. You know, why do I go to church? Why do I pray? Why do I do the things of God? Because I want the word of God to change my life. I want the word of God to make me a better person. I want the word of God to motivate me. I want the word of God to challenge me. I want the word of God to help me to be a better Christian. I'm telling you tonight, it's truth. It's acceptable. You can believe his truth. You can believe everything he says in his word. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, heaven and earth shall pass away. But one jot and one tittle in my word shall never pass away. You know, one thing that will remain is the word of God. This word will, I mean, this word will end one day. But the word of God will always be there. The Bible says, it's from everlasting to everlasting. Why are we not receiving the truth of God's word today? Why are we not believing the truth of God's word today? You know, in our place of work, are we receiving, are we believing the truth of God's word today? Let's be the testimony of the truth of God that people will see and glorify the name of God. Look at verse 130. The Bible says, The entrance of thy words giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. So its truth is acceptable because of the power in the word of God. Because of the power in the word of God, in the truth of God's word. You know, it bothers me that we are raising generation of Christians that are trusting in their own understanding and in their own knowledge. That are trusting in what they think and in what they feel over the word of God. They are trusting their emotions. They are trusting their feelings over the word of God. But let me tell you tonight, God's word is forever and ever and you can trust the word of God with your life. You can bet your life, you can bet your family, you can bet everything that you have with the word of God and it will never fail you. Amen? Amen. It's strong, it's approachable. It's truth, is acceptable. And number three, it's torch, is available. It's torch, is available. Look at verse uh, Psalm 138. 
verse 7. Psalm 138, verse 7. The Bible says, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive. His touch is available to anyone. You know, the Bible tells us about Jacob. Jacob, when he was traveling, he fled, uh, he fled from the face of his brother because he just took his brother's blessings and he left the home to go to uh, the sister, uh, to uh, the mother brother, which is the uncle. And as he was going, the Bible says, he stopped at a place called Bethel. And he never called the place Bethel, but he was, I mean, he, was, he was sleeping when the angel of the Lord touched him. And when the angel of the Lord touched him, the Bible tells us that he did not want the angel of God to go. He said, except you bless me. And the Bible tells us that the angel of the Lord asked him, what is your name? Say, my name is Jacob. Say, your name shall no more be Jacob. Your name will be what? Israel. Your name will be Israel. Let me tell you tonight, the touch of God is still available for every one of us today. The touch of God is just talking about the power of God. When you had a touch of God upon your life, he said, the Bible says, say, though I walk in the midst of trouble, even when you go through trials and tribulation, when you have the touch of God upon your life, let me tell you something. He hears and answers prayer. We look at the life of Daniel. The Bible says, Daniel says, the Lord touched me. You know, this should be the cry of our heart. We all should desire to experience the touch of God upon our lives. Every one of us, we should desire with all passion that, Lord, I want the touch of God upon my life. In Yoruba, I want your touch. I want God to touch you. Let me tell you something. If God touches you, your life will change. That is what it says. Say, even though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou will revive. Thou will touch me. Thou will touch my life. Thou will bring about that decay. Something that has gone into decay, you will bring it to life. That is the touch of God. You know, it is so sad that, you know, we want man to touch us. We don't want God to touch us. We want man to bless us. We don't want God to bless us today. It is our time with a Christian, we desire the touch of God upon our lives. You know, I pray every day, Lord, I want you to touch me. I want to express the touch of God upon my life. I want you to touch me so that I can be a blessing to the whole world. Let me tell you something. If God blesses you or if God touches you, you will not only be a blessing to yourself, but you will be a blessing to everyone around you. Everyone will experience what God has done in your life. We need the touch of God in our church. We need want God to touch us individually. You should say, God, I want you to touch me because I want your power and your presence upon me. This should be the cry, the desire, something that we, can, we, we, we are willing to pay the price for. Look at what the Bible says in Psalm. Psalm 134. I mean, Psalm 34, verse 6. Psalm 34, verse 6. Psalm 34, verse 6. Talking about the torture of God, the Bible says here, Psalm 34, verse 6. This poor man cried, and the Lord, what, heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. Say, this poor man, 
Listen, I mean, David was referring to himself as a poor man. He said, I'm destitute. I need your touch. I need your power. He said, I cry unto you. Let me tell you something. And the Bible says, God heard an answer. His touch is available today. We should never let go of the touch of God in our lives. He has revived the lives of so many people. He has touched the lives of so many people that they think that they are not amount to anything. Now, if you make yourself available to God, if you made yourself available to God, God is going to touch your life. God is going to make you to become the kind of person that He needs you to be. Do you want this touch upon your lives? Do you want God to touch your lives? Do you want God to touch your family? Do you want God to touch your business? Do you want God to touch every aspect of your life? What are you willing to do? Are you willing to pay the price for God to touch you? Are you willing? You know, sometimes we are willing to pay the price to, to do other things that are physical that we hand. But we are not willing to pay the price to get the power of God upon us. We are not willing to pay that price. His touch is available. Not only is his throne approachable, not only is his truth acceptable, his touch is available because he is our God. Because he is our God, his tenderness is acceptable. His tenderness is talking about his loving, gentle hands is acceptable to all. He will pay. He will not pay us according to our sin. Because of his mercy, because of his love, because of his grace, it will not pay us according to our sin because of his tenderness. God has some special place. You have a special place in the heart of God. You have a special place in the heart of God. And that is why sometimes as children of God, you know, when you make a mistake, God does not rebuke you instantly. Because if he has to deal with us according to our sin, no one can stand before the presence of God. The Bible says, if the Lord should mark iniquity, who will stand? You know the reason why? Because his tenderness is accessible. His tenderness is accessible. Every one of us, we can go, we can ask for his mercy. Lord, have mercy upon me, a sinner. Listen, if you have sin in your life, you can always go to God because his tenderness is available. I mean, it's accessible. You can have access to him. The Bible says, by one spirit we have access into the Father. We can go to the Father because of who we are in Christ. You know, if you are a child of God, you need to take that opportunity seriously. We need to take the opportunity that we have as children of God seriously because we are God's children. And you can go before his presence at any time. You can go before his presence at any time. His throne is approachable. His truth is acceptable. His touch is available. His tenderness is accessible. And lastly, His terror will not be avoidable. You know what the Bible says? I love one thing in the Bible. The Bible says, it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Only Listen, His terror will never be avoidable. That is why God is telling, listen, I want you to live right. You know the reason why? David has explained the terror of God. You know, when he committed adultery with Bathsheba, and David expressed the terror of God, and God is not a respecter of persons. God did not say, David, because you are a king, 
I'm going to spare you. No! God did not spare David because he was a king. Neither will God spare you because you are children of God. God will always bring every hidden thing into life. And let me tell you something tonight. We are going to face the consequences of our sin. We are going to face the consequences of our sin. And that is why you need to be very careful what you do. God wants us to hate sin so bad because of the terror of God. God wants us to hate sin so bad because of the terror of God. Because if God is marking iniquity always time, so his throne is accessible. His, I mean, his throne is approachable. His truth is acceptable. His tenderness is accessible. His touch is available. His terror will not be avoidable. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. People have perfected the word of God. They profit, they profited from his children. The children, or I mean, the wayward children of God, they profited from them. And the terror of God will be hard. And that is why God is encouraging every one of us tonight. Listen to God. God wants you to listen to him. Anything he says. Respect the authority of God. Everything that God says is to your advantage. It's for our advantage. If God tells you, uh, I don't want you to keep malice, it's for your advantage. You know, I don't want you to commit fornication, it's for your advantage. I don't want you to, uh, to murder people, to kill people, it's for your advantage. You know, if you kill, what do they do to you? They kill you. You know, I heard recently that the, the boy that killed uh, 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 this uh, former vice governor of Ondo State, they sentenced him to death. Now, he killed. He was also killed. Listen, every command in the word of God is to our advantage. It's for our benefit. Because if you don't keep it, the terror of God will not be avoidable. We are going to go to prayer tonight. I just want to encourage us today to know something about God. I want to encourage you and I to know who our God is. You can, uh, you can ask, approach his throne. Okay? You can accept his truth. What he says is true. You can access his tenderness, his loving hands. And also, you can, uh, you, his terror will not be avoidable. And that is why God is asking you and I to be able to understand who our God is. And also, his touch is available to all. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much tonight for this opportunity that we have. Thank you because you are our God. Thank you for all that you've done for us. Father, we pray, oh Lord, that you will help us today so that we can understand who you are. The Bible says, you are our God. We can delight, we can depend, and we can die with you. Father, we pray, oh Lord, that we help every one of us to realize the kind of person that we are serving. We want to bring glory to your name in everything that we do. We want you to help us to please you. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done for us. As we are going to approach the throne of grace today, Father, we pray, oh Lord, that we have mercy upon us. Father, we pray that you continue to help us. 
Hear our cry, O Lord, and give here unto our desires. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, tonight we are going to uh, find a place where we can talk to God uh, tonight. Uh, first of all, let's pray for our country. We need to pray for our country. Our country needs prayer. Uh, listen, if you are a 